What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast. Today, I am joined by longtime friend, super special guest, Andrew Hills. How's it going, man? Hey, little dog. Hey, you silly bitch. How's it going? Real good. How are you? Doing good, man. Thanks for being here. You flew in today. How was the flight? Thanks for having me. I I am on about two hours of sleep, but... Yeah, you had to get up at, what, three in the morning? Yeah, Carly had a flight at six, so I had to be at the airport. Carly's your early. girlfriend, right? Carly is my girlfriend of uh, about a year and a half now. Okay, I still yeah. haven't met her. Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> Uh, what she went to L.A. She uh, co-owns a bar in L.A. Actually, wow, yeah, yeah called uh, the One Up. It's on it's on Venture Ventura Boulevard in Sherman Oaks. Okay, check it out. It's called the One Up. It's uh, '80s themed with a bunch of arcade shit. How'd she get into that? <laughs> just <laughs> owns a bar. I mean, no, we just talked the whole time about her. <laughs> about, about her. Uh, she uh, she's been in about six years now. Um, I think. Her dad's friend invested in it, and then so she started working there and um, kind of was just in there from the beginning, and so she has some ownership of it. And Nice. Yeah, she's been there like, well, maybe it might be like eight years. I forgot. That's sick. Yeah. Eight so. years. Dude, we, you're just saying we've almost known each other for 10 years now. We met in 2014. Yeah, I remember that. Well, funny story. So what's your first memory of us, of us meeting? Because I have probably a totally different one. We met at that bar on ASU. Okay. So that's your memory. Well, Oh, no, I do remember. I, I met you as right a after. total fanboy. Yes. I remember, what was it, 2012, I want to say. That's when, so I started my YouTube channel in 2012. I was really trying to start, get you know, going and uploading and me and Chris were working on Big Dots TV and stuff like that. We had just, just moved out to Arizona and I remember Chris coming into uh, my room because we shared an apartment together, a two bedroom apartment. I remember this like it was yesterday. He comes to my room. He's like, bro, I just found like the funniest guy on YouTube. I have to show you him. I'm like, okay, who is it? He's like, it's this guy named Andrew and he pulls up your channel and you had 100,000 subscribers at the time, which to us was like you were a god. Like if you had 100,000 subscribers, people didn't have a lot of subscribers back then. There, and was, there was a time I was like the top 500. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, in yeah. 2012. Yeah, that, this is when we found you. And um, I, at the time, I think we had like 300 subs maybe. And That's it, not even 1,000. No, like, like 300. Wow. And he comes in and he pulls up the video of you like trying to kiss girls in the library. Oh god! And I was like, "Holy shit, this guy is phenomenal!" <laughs> Hold on, trying to kiss girls in the library. It was a, It was in Utah. I think it might have been snowing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I'm thinking of the wrong video. But anyways, he showed me a couple of your videos. Yeah. Yeah. And from that moment on, like, you were like the gold standard of like, I I wanted, you know, shape my channel like this guy. You're actually the reason why I started filming on college campuses. I'd never even thought of that. And I lived five minutes down the road from ASU. Colleges are the shit. Because before you, I was looking up to like Jack Vale and Ed Bassmaster and they filmed in the hood, in Walmarts, you know, like grocery stores. Right. And I'd never even thought about filming at colleges. It changed the entire course of what I did, so. It's a whole different dynamic at colleges, you know. Young people, they they can take a joke much easier. Yeah, it's a lot safer of yeah, an it's environment. Not the real world, there's hotter girls, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> etc. It's pretty crazy. So that's how I 
long story short, I know I kind of went on a tangent there, but no. anyways, so I started like following you, um, and like you're my biggest role model, and I went to film on a trip to California. I went to UCSB Santa Barbara. You were filming uh, there with whatever, so with Brian and uh, the girl's name's on Andrea. 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 Yeah. I've met her a couple of times. She's a super cool girl. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, you walked right by me, and I saw you, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, he's about to prank me. He's about to prank me. You walked right by me. I turned to my friend. I was just freaking out. Like, I almost pissed my pants. I was like, bro. And at this point, you had over a million subs. I, no, I do kind of remember that. I remember you being like, dude, I'm, yeah, Big Doss TV or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> oh, cool, dude. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, I think I was probably, like, a little drunk, too, or whatever. Probably. Yeah. And so, yeah, you had a million subs, and I, I, I literally, like, I was, like, shaking so I went back, you know, told you I was there filming pranks too, blah, blah, blah. Uh, asked for a picture. There's there's a picture of us, which I should have grace. And if I can find it, I should have grace and put it on the screen. Uh, we, we both look super young. And so, yeah, I was freaking out like for like a week about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the weekend right after I posted the Macklemore prank. Maybe. And yeah. I think it was the Halloween weekend, actually. Right. Yeah, because you went out to the bars and you're like wearing that fur coat. Right. Yeah. And that was when Macklemore was popping. Yeah. So yeah. it must have been a good time for you. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> full circle, uh, how, how much longer after that was when we actually collabed? Because I remember being like super annoying, like messaging you all the time. Like, hey, oh, man, I, I want to collab. I, I No, it was about a year later. I, and Probably I just, so. I just happened to be in Phoenix. Yeah. Or Mesa or whatever. You're, I think you were, I you tweeted posted, or something. I posted something like I'm at ASU and then you tweeted or something dm'd whatever and hey man i'm here let's collab and i was like all right sure we met up for i think it was we met at like a mexican restaurant had some drinks yeah yeah you me and keb keb and then cody from angry picnic yeah yeah and uh and yeah and that's how we all kind of shit met. it's been a long time since then it's so long yeah and then <laughs> a few months later you came to utah and we did some shit coming on too strong the girls yep that was a classic <laughs> Yeah, that popped off. I think that's at around five billion or something. Something like that. That was on uh, ridiculousness too. It was. Yeah. Oh, I think I kind of remember telling them, "Yeah, go ahead, and go use ahead it. and use it." Because <laughs> I saw like, so "Hey, many, so many emails." Yeah. Man. All right. Before we get too deep into all of that, I do kind of want to know, like, you know, the classic, "How do you get started?" story. Because I remember through past conversations that we've had. I remember you telling me that you kind of always had an entrepreneurial mindset. You you had like a snow cone business before you started YouTube. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me more about that. <laughs> Italian ice, um, <laughs> little Jimmy's Italian ice. It's it was little Jimmy's. Was did you come up with that name? No, it was this little franchise you bought into. It was an ad in Entrepreneur Magazine. Really, it was like five grand to buy into. I just threw it all on a credit card. And I was going to just do those at events. And I did for a couple of months before my videos on YouTube started popping off. And those made a lot more money. So did you actually make money with Little Jimmy's? <laughs> I, I, one day, there was, yeah, there was one day I made like a thousand bucks in a day. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. So you were able to pay off what you bought in for pretty quick? Y yes and no. I mean, because the events were scattered, they were like once every couple of weeks. So do they get you into those events or do you have to do that on your own? Like, I how do you go about getting to sell Italian ice at, at an event? I had to do that all on my own. Yeah. It how was do you do not, that? 
Like if I wanted to sell Italian ice to ASU Stadium, you would. So you would just buy the business. You would buy a cart, and then, and yeah, I had to. That was such a hassle. I had to buy like a warehouse that stores frozen Italian ice, and it would store it all there on a crate. I have to. I would have to go get it and then put it in a freezer, a bunch of freezers I had in the garage, and then you'd put it in the cart, and they would stay cold all day in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much harder than YouTube. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then you you know you made a, a decent profit. You scoop three scoops in a little cup and sell it for three or four dollars. Um. But no, you would just, uh, I guess, in ASC, yeah, you would email them. You just get like, a permit, pretty yeah, much. exactly, yeah. You'd just be like, can I be there all day? And usually, I think it costs sometimes like 300 bucks or something for a permit. It's not too bad. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so that was one of my first business ventures, yeah. How many did you have before YouTube? Was that the only one? I probably did about four or five events <laughs> before so i probably in total i probably only made about two or three grand gotcha yeah. so was there any businesses before the italian ice um yeah i mean i did a and the only one before that was selling these coupon books door to door or no it was a coupon door to door work is hard yeah it's kind of slimy i used to sell trash bags door to door trash bags my family owns a trash bag company huh. as a kid as soon as i was 10 They'd load up trash bags in a wagon and go door to door. I'd have to go to like 60 houses before I'd sell a roll of oh. trash bags. <laughs> it's horrible. It's, yeah, it's hard. Um, I, I don't know. Door to door always like, I, I was always fascinated by it because there's all these guys in Provo, Utah, they're making like 100K in a summer selling pest control or security systems. And so it was kind of like this culture thing in Utah because, um, because of missionaries and the church and stuff. Yeah, they're good at going door to door. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, my first little business was called Charity Savings Group. <laughs> and I sold these $25 gift cards to restaurant.com. And 10% of it would go to Action Against Hunger. And I would just sell those in bulk on Craigslist and stuff. And I did that for like a summer. And I didn't really make more than three or four grand with that either. So It's not bad though. Yeah. Doing something on your own. I remember my first thing, me and my friend, uh, I'm not sure if you ever met Nemo, but we went in together, bought like 20 uh, like blackberries that were broken that had been, what's it called? Re refurnished? Re refurbished. Refurbished. Yeah, I always yeah, fucked yeah. that word up. Yeah, yeah. And we tried to sell them. We lost like all our money because really? no one would buy them. Where do you buy them from? It's like Craigslist. Huh. Yeah, yeah, blackberries. <laughs> Those yeah. are extinct. Yeah, that, that was when I was in high school. Huh. So yeah, you're from yeah. New York originally, right? I was born, born in, in New York. New York uh, and I was only there for a year. And then I grew up in New Hampshire, Portsmouth until I was 10. And then Utah until I was 15. Then Connecticut until I was 17. Then back to Utah until I was all through college until I was 25. So back and forth twice. Yeah. Was that hard on you? No. I, I thought it was fun to move around. <laughs> really? My sister didn't think it was fun. Jacqueline? Yeah, Jacqueline and Danielle took it the hardest. Because Jacqueline was just going into high school, and then Danielle was a senior when we did oh, go yeah, back. Oh, yeah, that sucks. To, yeah, Connecticut. Um, what should you like better, Utah or Connecticut? I, I can't 
that I like them both equally. <laughs> Pros and cons. Yeah. You know, you I, it would no. I I liked moving around because you you know you meet totally different people. East yeah. Coast and West Coast people are so totally different. different. Yeah. So you grew up. Your family is Mormon, right? How do you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> did they have a hard time with you doing like the videos and stuff at first? No, no, of course not. They're I mean, supportive. For well, and until I started swearing or anything that was a little PG thirteen, right? <laughs> then my mom started freaking out. Um. Yeah, I remember the rap video was kind of one of the first ones where I started swearing a little bit, and my mom texted me the next day and was like, "Oh, so sad. I'm never sadder." <laughs> Such a mom text. Yeah, I was like, "I'm sorry. I just thought it was funny or whatever." And but yeah, I mean, they're fine now. They don't really. They just don't really watch all of them and stuff. Yeah, that rap video. I remember that. You did that with Vitaly, right? He yeah, he made a cameo in it, but. To say we did it together wouldn't, that would be an oversimplification. <laughs> I remember the point in time where you and Vitaly were like the biggest pranksters on YouTube. And then maybe for like, there's a little months. bit. Yeah. What, what happened between you and Vitaly? <laughs> you guys, well, you guys had a big falling out. Well, yeah, no, yeah. We, we kind of met in early 2013 and we did a few videos. He did some at BYU, and those blew up. Put your number in my phone. Oh, that was at BYU? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then um, I think like a few months later, he started faking them, and I, I got pissed at that and always kind of held a grudge against him Yeah. <laughs> because of that, and that's kind of where we just started our beef, our petty It was because beef. he faked, faked pranks. Yeah, and then I, mean, I started kind of faking pranks. But you you called them dumb pranks TV, so it doesn't really count, right? Yes. I you never them. filmed a fake prank for, for a laugh. Um, right. Never um, without at least putting the dumb pranks TV logo. Right. Well, it's kind of different. <laughs> it's my way of lying to the world without lying to my audience. Right. But yeah, I mean, Vitaly is fine. I don't, it's all petty. <laughs> well, I remember you kind of like held the standard for like, you know, no one should do fake pranks because at the time a lot of people were doing it. Yeah, no, of course. The Auk TV, remember that? Oh my God, those guys, <laughs> that was yeah. like the worst. And they were getting so Joey, many views. Yeah, Joey salads and everyone thought they were real. Yeah. And it made me want to pull my hair out, yeah. Yeah, that's part of the reason like why I never faked any pranks because... It's like, oh, Andrew might be mad at me. Oh, come <laughs> no, on. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, it is kind of like, you know, there's a fine line between like lying. It, it, it's, li it's lying. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's fraud, but it's the same way as, uh, the, and the older I get, the less I care about it. It's, yeah. like, it's pretty much in WWE and mm -hmm. uh, it's all entertainment. Globetrotters, yeah. It, and, it is petty, but also <laughs> when you're when you're out for eight hours trying to make a real video, you know you take pride in your work, as yeah. opposed to someone who goes out for an hour with a paid actress or actor, and just makes a video. Yeah. I mean, it's a big difference. Well, what's it's a what cheat I, code that you're not using, so th there is a reason to be mad. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, like we're you and me, because because we're in the industry, we're the only ones that are mad. No one else really cares. <laughs> no one else cares. I think and there's some fans out there. Figured out or later, too much later that no one gives a fuck <laughs> <laughs> if it's real or fake. You know, um, have you no TikTok though? Yeah, have you been on that shit. <laughs> so I don't really, 
I have a guy that posts my videos, like my YouTube videos, snippets of them on TikTok. I never made a TikTok. Yeah. Are you, are you on? No, I made like three like a year ago. Like actual, like original TikToks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Just, yeah, me dancing. They got like <laughs> they got me. They got like 400 views, I think. Or That's something. pretty sick. No, it's not. Actually, <laughs> you dancing. It's not sick. So what because, kind of dancing? Like because there's like kids that are like getting millions of views on that shit. It's really crazy how that took off. I didn't think I mean, it would take yeah. off. It's, it's a weird thing, you know. The like the <laughs> well, we're just getting old. You the know? pretty boy dancer dudes. They call them uh, dick wigglers. Oh. Are you sure? Yeah, uh, Dave Portnoy from I don't Barstool. Know if you're, like, pranking me right now. No, no, not. he gave him the name, and it's fair because Dick there, Wigglers. There's all these dudes on there, and they're trying to be like sexy, and they're wiggling their dicks. <laughs> it's a little weird. I've never heard that. It's a little weird. Um, I all I know is I saw something the other day where this guy was holding up these signs. He's like, and the, he has his, there's his bride in the background, and he's just like. This woman is my life. She's the love of my life. You know, next sign, whatever. And he's like, but I have to tell her something. Next sign. She's my sister or something. It just <laughs> goes on forever. It's like there's a thousand signs. Yeah, no, but then so he's showing her the test results that they're actually brother and sister. And everyone in the comments and he thinks it's real, but it's so fucking fake. And I, I just wanted to like fucking punch a baby. Well, that always helps. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder what what I could do if I just quit everything for a month and just spent one month making TikToks. It's like, would I blow up? Do it. Would I be the top dog dick wiggler TikToker? out in Miami in January have you always posted every Sunday okay so my goal from the beginning of this year was to post every single Sunday I think I made it first 12 or 13 Sundays almost till April still better than me and then now I'm posting about every other Sunday because I started getting to the point where I was losing that passion and that was my biggest fear as because the last two years that's why I haven't I haven't uploaded anything because I haven't had that passion. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. So as soon I, I as that... Totally, I totally understand. As soon as that started to happen, I was like, okay, I'm going back on my promise, but for the better. Instead of trying to upload four videos a month just to get videos out, I'm just going to just have no timeline, no limits, and I'm just going to make really, really good videos because I think that would be much better. Yes. So that's what I've been doing. Okay. And yeah, uh, no, I go uh, it's I been... Go I go back and forth with that because it's like on one hand, you want to be consistent and it's like this um, engine having a deadline mm -hmm. and it makes you be more productive. Like, oh, I need to post every Monday, which was how I, my first couple of years were, were rock star years because of that, um, because your audience gets used to it. And even if it's a shit video. It's like, oh, it's Monday. Andrew's going to post. Oh, and so they all watch it. And yeah. Even if, yeah, then it still gets half a million views because even if it's a shit video. Right. But then you, yeah, you then I think uh, around, yeah, 13 or no, about around 15, 16, then it was like, oh, I only want to post really good shit. Yeah. Once you get that audience and there's more pressure and they all hold higher 
you know, expectation of your videos pop off. What's going to go viral. And then you just put all this pressure on you. And then it's sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And yeah, it's just, I go back and forth with it all the time. So how did you get started with YouTube? I know it's a super generic question, but I don't think I've ever asked you that. No worries. Um, (laughs) Let's see. I, you know, always did jackass skateboarding shit in high school with mom's video camera. Um, let's see, I think around, yeah, and then finally, 2012, I finally got serious and hired a guy off Craigslist for like 20 bucks an hour or whatever, and we finally did this idea that I had had for years that I thought would be funny, just almost, almost picking up chicks, and we went and did that at UVU, and about a week later, a couple weeks later, Worldstar picked it up. Your first video. Well, no, it was well. It was my first video with this filmer that I hired. It wasn't just like screwing around with friends. It was like a real, a so real I, video. I, so I consider it my first video. I have so like if, you, if I go back on Loft, is it going to be the first video? It or should be, yeah. Because you took down all the other stuff before it. Yeah, the other stuff was like filmed with a cell phone. Just right, right. Ghetto. So you just privated it or deleted it all? Unlisted it, yeah. I think the very first thing was actually an interview, ironically enough. Really? Yeah. I should probably list that later. But yeah, so then Almost Picking Up Chicks popped off a little bit. And I got like 20,000 subscribers. From overnight. one video? That's crazy. Well, like after a couple right. weeks or Right, still. So, yeah. I mean. And then we just kept posting every week, every week. And then 10 weeks later, we did Holding Hands. And that blew the fuck up. Like 5 million views in a week. In and one week? That's insane. Yeah, for that time it was amazing. Even now, that's crazy. Life. Yeah, <laughs> that was one so of the it was because of World life. Star. Uh, no, that well that that one like everyone was. I think it was on the front page of Yahoo. Like, wow, everyone was po- like, remember Gawker and yeah, and like uh, there was a bunch of them. Sites. Like videos don't really go viral anymore. You no, know? there was a bunch of sites. I'm trying to think of all the names, but there's like a couple. Yeah, Gawker, BuzzFeed, whatever, Mashable. You know, all those sites, they, they all posted it. And it was like kind of in that era of YouTube, or of the internet where like you could make money off just posting about a video. Yeah, like blogging kind Whatever. of. Whatever, yeah. So it popped off and uh, made like 30 grand that month or something. From Holy AdSense. shit. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. It's way better than so snow yeah, cones. So then like, oh, yeah, so then like a month <laughs> later, I sold my cart and just only did YouTube every Monday for the next year and changed my life. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Like when you're doing one thing and then you switch to another, it's like, oh, wow, this is so easy. Like you would much rather be filming YouTube videos than selling snow cones. But yeah. after you do that thing for so long, that thing being YouTube... You know, five years into it, you're like, holy shit. It just becomes harder every every year. It gets harder. Oh, I know. Like, for me, it's like... The grass is always greener. Yeah. I've thought about going back to college. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> yeah, and being, becoming did, like a psychiatrist. Did you ever go... I thought about not doing YouTube at all before, yeah. you know. And I just... I go back and forth. And then... But then... Then the next day, I wake up. I'm like, oh, no, this is fine. And I upload a vlog, and everything's fine again. I've been through a lot of phases like that. Yeah. I've been through phases where I'm like, I don't want to be known anymore. Yes. 
Yeah. Like I just want to crawl into a hole or go live in a cabin somewhere and have nobody know who I am. Have you seen Bo Burnham's new shit? No, I've heard about it. I've heard it's really good. It's on. Yeah, it's 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 exploding. (laughs) It's on Netflix, and a lot of it's about internet fame. Especially the last shot of the whole thing is about kind of internet fame, or or just fame in general. But tell me more. There's like, (laughs) like what you say about it. Well, the last shot of it is him like crawling because he's inside this room the whole movie. And he makes it, he films it and does the whole thing himself. He did it all in 2020, you know, quarantine. And the last shot is him coming, finally coming out of the room. And there's a spotlight and everyone's laughing. There's this audience soundtrack. And, and he accidentally closes the door and he can't get back inside. And so he's kind of trapped out while the audience is just laughing at him. And I, I took that as just a metaphor for fame, kind of, because it, it can be a trap in that way, you know? Yeah. Um, like I would be so scared if I got Brad Pitt famous, you know, like r- right now we're in a good spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we, definitely. We only get like, I mean, sp- well, especially um, me right now. I'm like, no one comes up to me now, but like, um, yeah, we don't have to deal with paparazzi or anything. No. Et cetera. Right. Like the mainstream media could give two shits about us. <laughs> <laughs> but like right. frat bros are like, yo, what yeah. up? <laughs> right. But yeah, it's uh it's definitely not um the older you get, the less you care about being famous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, like for me, like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and be like maybe it's best nobody knows me. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, kinda maybe, creeps you out yeah, sometimes, yeah, you know? Definitely. Maybe it's best I go behind the camera and yeah. maybe that's how I express myself and but then you always go back outlet. to it. Yeah, well, it, yeah, then it's kind of like an addiction, the, all the attention yeah. from the likes and the views, and you're like, ooh, I'm the shit again. You know? <laughs> it's just like ooh. this kind of, this, this, this vicious It's a never-ending cycle. cycle. Yeah. So. For me, I always, like, uh, I remember when I said I was going to, like, quit, and then I never made it a, a video, like, you know, you see those videos where it's, like, saying goodbye, or, like, I quit, period. And it's like they're crying we're, in we're front of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're crying in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. I never wanted to do that because that's just ultra, <laughs> ultra cringe. But yeah, the, well, there was all, a couple moments. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple moments behind the scenes where it's like, dude, I'm done. And the main one was, um, it was like after all the Clay Thompson stuff. Like that was at like the height of everything. Mm. Yeah, that video popped off. What's that at? Well, the video itself on YouTube is only like 20-some, 30-some million. Facebook, same. But through all the outlets like ESPN, it was it was just everywhere. It was number one trending on YouTube, number one trending on Twitter, number one trending on Snapchat. So it's your number one video. I have videos with a lot more views, but between all the platforms and the articles and the memes, I guarantee you as well over a billion views. Wow. So, that I mean, that's even what I get recognized for the most. People come up like, yo, Clay... You know, yeah, yeah. But right after that video was just so crazy, and that's when I was like, "All right, I'm gonna like start the daily dropout." Like, I don't want to be like I felt like I was getting too big, right? And it's a scary feeling. It is where you're like, "Okay, maybe I go back into that hole for a little bit, let things calm down, and I'll come back out." So I've kind of gone through the cycle, like right where I get to where I want to be, and then I'm like, "All right, back in the hole for a little bit, just kind of stay at that level." Yeah. I mean, YouTubers kind of have that control um, over their level of It's nice that you have that control. Yeah. You sign a deal. If you're an actor, you sign a a movie deal. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Or a show or a sitcom 
or a record label anything really m and m yeah there's that there's that scene in uh what's it called funny people have you seen that movie Mm-mm. where m and m makes a cameo and he's like now what now what are you gonna do you can't go to you can't go to Target. You can't go nowhere. Whatever. Like you had your way out. He's because the guy, like, was having cancer. He's about to die. But it was kind of like talking about fame and like how you're just trapped. You can't go anywhere. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> that would suck. So, what, what of all the videos that you did, what was the one that got the most views? Like, what was your top top video if you had to rank it? Uh, I'm pretty sure the most top one is t- either tipping servers. Or groceries, tip, or yeah, paying for people's groceries, or or the notebook with girls. <laughs> oh, that one was funny. Yeah, yeah. Luke it was a I creative idea, something different. Yeah, yeah. We worked hard on that one. <laughs> do you do you usually film your videos in one day? Or do you spend like multiple days on them? Oh no, only one day usually. I should I should get in the habit of working longer on projects. I've noticed like whenever I spend multiple days on a video, it makes a huge difference in the yeah. views. That's what I'm I've been trying to do that this, more. That's what I've been thinking about this this next one with the Magic Ink, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it's so much less pressure, like pressure. Like you think about it when you go out and you film a prank, it's like, "Fuck, I need to get this done or else it's not going to work." But what if you went into it with the mindset of, "Okay, get a couple scenes today no pressure it'll be that much more you know light on your feet you know in a better mood because there won't be that thought in the back of your head like oh this might not work if you go into it with like the attitude of okay i'm gonna film a couple scenes today a couple tomorrow a couple on wednesday if i need to i can film again thursday and friday and just have fun with it i feel like the product of that would be much better that's a perfect demonstration of very healthy cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you have that on lockdown. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely overwhelm myself too much. Yeah. For sure. And I, I need to think of it in baby steps. Why did you stop? Because you, you pretty much stopped pranks completely, what, two years ago, I want to say? Yeah. I what, started. I, what was I, the reason for you, like, saying, oh, yeah, okay, I'm just, done? Uh, yeah, I stopped like five different times and would go back to it or whatever. But yeah, I, I think the biggest reason was just I was getting older and it just wasn't funny anymore. You just feel immature? Yeah. I feel that like, way a like, lot. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like forcing yourself to play with G.I. Joes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just grow yeah. up and, you, and you're like, shit, this is my career though. It's like I got to keep playing with G.I. <laughs> Joes. That's the... That's the best way to put it yeah. because I feel that way all the time. I'm like, you know, this I have a kid. Even... I have another kid on the way. I'm married. Yeah. Like, what What am I doing <laughs> right now? What? Now I got to go flirt with girls again? Yeah. It's oh. it's it's a weird spot to be in. It is because it's like you should be grateful. This is such a great yeah, it's opportunity. A, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows what, who you are. You're making, you know, making money on the yeah. internet way more than you could at a corporate job. So you're kind of stuck between like the fame and the money mm-hmm. and uh, you're at a point where not that you feel too good, but you're spoiled enough to where you would never go back to to anything else really yeah. without being depressed about it. Because you're like, oh, I had all this. What what happened? I'm addicted to this lifestyle. <laughs> never going back to no basic shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? 
G Easy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's yeah, opportunity cost. Super yeah, it's definitely like that. It's like you're like shit. Like, just suck it up. Like, you're so lucky. Blah blah blah. But at the same time, you're so sick of it too. And but yeah, so then I just I started doing the chatting wits, and then I was a lot happier, and those were great. And then change of pace is always good. Yeah, and then 2020 hit, and I had to cancel a bunch of them. It kind of just threw me off, and. Yeah, I should probably get back into doing those or something. <laughs> I hope I you know. get back to it. We're going to take a quick break, and here is a word from our sponsor. So what inspired you to do the chatting with? Because that's, that's kind of when you... You stop doing pranks. You're like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. And I feel like for most people, especially, it's super hard to make that transition. And you actually, you ended up doing it pretty successfully. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started doing that, I tr- the making of the transition in 2017. I started just doing like other friends. I, actually, I think Luke was actually one of the first. And then, you know, Chad, whatever, just all my friends that warm up and uh, and then other YouTubers over the course of the 2017. And then, you know, then I dabbled in pranks again a little bit and just <laughs> out of desperation for money. And then... So what was a, the initial reaction to the chatting with? Um, just like, meh, you know. All right, Andrew. I'm like, do what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, so uh, you didn't get a lot actually, of hate. No, so I, I started doing them on my second channel. Oh, what I, was that? Uh, what was your second channel? Was it just Loft 2? Loft Extra. Loft Extra. And um, then I, I, sw- I made the switch on on uh, Gabby. Gabby Hanna. That's right. I remember right. that. And it bombed because she was... And that was the first chatting premiere on my main channel, whatever. And it bombed because she was in the middle of some beef with rice. I gun. remember that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> you got involved in the beef. <laughs> so I had all these dislikes, whatever. And we didn't even like talk about that in that. But she was like, I was still grateful, like, because she, she was a big deal, you know. Yeah. And she like came out to Van Nuys and did that for me. It's but, pretty uh, cool. Yeah. And then I did Cody Co. Was she a fan? Evan Breen. Um, I mean, I don't think so. Not really. I think I was just a random guy. That That's right. You did Cody Co. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty big one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did you, I did Juan. Those are all Danny. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I did Ross. Those are all some big You did ones. Ross Creations? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, You, yeah. you guys kind of look like brothers, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people said that. Um, but then, I guess, towards the end of 2017, I, I started doing, like, categories. Like, one was a, a guy that no, like, hasn't, or a Fabs or not, 400-day-plus Fabs or not or something. Fabs or not? Fabstronaut, a guy that... What's a Fabstronaut? <laughs> a guy, a no-fab, uh, okay. a no-fab, or a guy that... No jerking off. Yeah, hasn't jerked off in 400 days. That was Luke, Gold Jagged Luke. Um, and that took off. That got like 2 million views or something. But it, I think it got demonetized after a month or so. You know, non, non-celebrities, non just... Categories. categories. Right. And then Flat Earther, and then it, then it started to... I started to get my momentum and my my format. You know, meth head, whatever. Uh, <laughs> just all stock trader, di- yeah, all millionaire, these, yeah, all these different categories. And so, 2018 and 19 were 
uh, uh, that was another heyday for Loth. And then um, then they started to dwindle. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Were you just uploading-wise? You run out of categories? Uh, a little of that, I think, was mostly because of my habits. Um, I was just getting more, more and more lazy and depressed because I was partying so much. So you think your partying caused depression? Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, How so? It was like a snowball thing with financially, like you forget to save money to pay your taxes for a certain year. And so you throw it all on a credit card and then, and then it dwindles and then it's just kind of a snowball effect. And so by the t- end of 2019, I was like, oh shit. And I, so I bought myself out of my contract of this like $3,600 a month apartment in LA <laughs> and got this much cheaper apartment and still kept doing the chatting with, but uh, it wasn't the same. And then the pandemic hit and then it just, you know, my alcoholism and everything else just kept getting in the way. Kind of. How often were you drinking? Three times a week or so. It's not too bad. I mean, were you getting like drunk or were you just, yeah, of course. I, I, never, <laughs> I never. Of course. I, well, I never. I, yeah, I never really just drink casually. One or, one or two drinks. Yeah, I don't know how people do that. Yeah, like what's the point? But yeah, you. Yeah, we were talking earlier how you like. I guess you have like some whiskey every night. I have a full glass of whiskey every night, so probably equivalent to like. That's insane. It's like sometimes I'll do two glasses. So on average, I'll probably drink equivalent to like. Five shots, six shots of whiskey a night, but it's over ice in like a glass cup. So it's oh. it's classy. Oh, it's You're not ice. an alcoholic if it's classy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But it doesn't affect me really. Like it'll you know yeah, yeah. it'll ease my mind. You know, every morning I'll drink a bunch of caffeine. Like I have a caffeine addiction. Yeah. So I'll either drink like a bang or I'll drink a bunch of coffee. Huh. And it's to the point where it doesn't even affect me that much. But it'll still get my heart pumping, whatever. By the time I get home after working, like, you know, it's hard for me to just sit there and enjoy my family time. So usually I'll hang out with the fam for a bit, wrestle with Miles, and then around 6, 7 o'clock, around dinner time, I'll pour a glass of whiskey, just ease my mind, put me in just like a chill state. I don't know. I'm just wired different. Like, I would just have to keep drinking the whole bottle. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's... You're all in or all out kind of guy. Maybe, yeah. It's a bipolar thing or whatever. Do you gamble? No. Probably that's, good that's thing one, then. Yeah, that's one vice I, I definitely have on lock. <laughs> so we're going to Vegas tomorrow. You're not going to gamble. Nah. Smart. House always wins. Everyone has their vices, you know? Yeah? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I don't know how people get sucked into gambling. It's kind of a rigged game. Obviously, it's a business. I mean, you look at the uh, <laughs> you look at the hotels, the casinos are built. Yeah. Into, I mean, well, no, it's like I'm, how you think they pay for this shit? Like this, the bathrooms are so nice in a yeah. casino. They're spotless. They're like made of marble. Like they got right. they got a lot of money to spend. Well, yeah, you just have to understand math a little bit <laughs> to understand. <laughs> it's just odds. You're not gonna make money gambling. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did put down like hundred bucks on black once on at roulette and lost it. I'm a roulette guy, so you'll see me hitting those tables this weekend. <laughs> All right. Just, yeah, that's that's one vice that does not 
attached to me at all. It's not not a bad thing. So back to the pranking thing. I mean, obviously you've had a lot of videos. You probably made a couple hundred prank videos, and you're known as the king of awkward. Is that a self-proclaimed name, or <laughs> is that a name that was given to you? Probably a little both. I think just over the years, people were like, oh, he's the awkward guy, he's the <laughs> awkward guy, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've been with you when people come up and say that, and I remember a few times where you're almost bothered by it. Is, do you yeah, Do you I dislike mean, that? I, I mean, no. <laughs> it depends on my mood, I guess. Um, if the sun's beating on me extra hard that day and I'm a little tired or whatever and someone's like, oh, yeah, awkward kid, then I, <laughs> then, I, then, I, then I handle it as, it depends on as how well they, as I could. It yeah. depends on how they approach it. Maybe, yeah, but it's also just like, honestly, how, like how I, a lot of it's my own physiological chemistry. Would would you consider yourself awkward? Yeah, I'm just you know I'm introverted. I'm just I'm naturally quiet. Have you always been like that? Yeah. Like your childhood? Can you think of like were you just like a shy kid? I've would you say been shy and aloof? Yeah. I've I've actually most of my life was very shy. Yeah, I just learned today that I guess you they thought you or whatever had autism. So didn't <laughs> <laughs> didn't think that I had. Autism per se, but when I was in fifth grade, uh, they tested me for, so my school, kids that had autism were in a special program called the Care Center. Huh. And so I guess I was doing, I had some weird habits in class or, you know, different tendencies where some questions were raised. <laughs> like, I don't know exactly what they were. I mean, this is when I was in fifth grade. So I, no, I, in first grade, I had to do a special reading thing. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, all right, let's test them for the care center. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, I remember crying in my room like, fuck, I'm going to be joining the care center. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but yeah, no, it's I'm not just, something I wanted to be a part of. <laughs> I'm, just really, I'm just realizing we were both like special kids. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers right? to that. <laughs> special so, kids. <laughs> Anyways, they tested me for this this care center, and there's like a score that you can get out of 100. I'm not sure what the level is where they put you in the care center, mm-hmm. but they were like shocked. You got like 10? No, it was out of 100. I scored like 99th percentile for this test. Like, meaning you're dumb or smart? Smart. Okay. <laughs> At least on their standard. Okay. Cool. I wouldn't like say that Rain I'm Man. smart. Okay, I'm like it. a weird smart, I right. guess. Like Rain Man. Yeah. Like, they were, like, repeating numbers to me. I remember it. They took me. They pulled me out of class. They took me in this private room. Uh-huh. And they're like, okay, Dawson, we're going to just be asking you some questions. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, they say, like, a bunch, like, first they'd start with one number and ask me to repeat it. I was like, oh, one. And then they'd add two, and then they'd add three, and then four numbers, and five numbers, and take it all the way to, like, ten numbers. And, and you were good at it? Yeah, just they're like, okay, this is weird. Like, Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're definitely, you know, proving yourself as an entrepreneur anyway. And so just numbers, man. Yeah, numbers, numbers are man. a lot. But also, yeah. I mean, you don't have to be super smart to be successful. I think people. Yeah. Well, no, you have a lot of grit. Like, I just remember filming with you, like, and I wouldn't be in the mood and you would just be, you just be like, get the fuck up and do it anyway. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, I have to push you a little bit. Yeah. 
But anyways, going back to that, so I didn't end up joining the care center. Um, like I said, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with, you know, people that need extra help. Mm -hmm. um, but I had to go to a therapist. Yeah. And it turns out that I had, like, uh, like extreme OCD. People think of OCD as, like, you know, I hear people all the time saying, like, oh, I have such a bad OCD. Like, this has to be clean. Like, people don't understand. Like, that's not OCD. It's It's totally different. So for me, it was, like, you know, I have to tap, like when I walk in the, in my house, I have to tap the, the side table eight times when I, when I come in. Mm. And if I don't tap it eight times, like something horrible is going to happen to someone that, that you love or whatever. Mm. Or like, I can't leave my driveway shooting. I have to make 15 free throws in a row before I come inside or, you know, something horrible is going to happen. It's, it's like a voice in your head threatening you to, you know, it, it's, it's like a weird thing that has to do with like, for some, everyone is different. Some people, like for me also, it's like you have to, you know, it's like a big hand washing thing. So mm -hmm. there's definitely like a cleanliness thing that goes into it. But, you know, it's different for everybody. But yeah, I had severe OCD and had to go actually like to a therapist for it for like two years. Yeah. That, um, have you seen As Good As It Gets? Mm -mm. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, he has OCD. He has to, like, close the door three times. That used to be a thing. I used to have to close my door, like, eight times. Yeah. It's weird how it's similar for people. Yeah, Andrew Reynolds, um, pro uh, Howie Mandel that. and his daughter oh. have, like, super severe, like, way worse than what I'm telling you, like, to where they can't even, like, leave their house. Did, you, did they ever put you on medication? No. Hmm. Thank God. Uh, for yeah. me personally, like, I don't believe in medication. Yeah, yeah. I think it's bad. I think, I think at the end of the day, it's always going to make things worse i think natural healing is always better in my opinion and most cases probably there are cases where it's necessary yeah <laughs> man we're, interesting we're, topic we're getting yeah we're getting a little we're getting we're getting here. deep we're getting deep yeah um okay so one thing that's super interesting about you that i think a lot of people don't know hmm. is about like your relationship with danny duncan Oh. So when I moved, not moved, when I when I would come to L.A., I'd stay with you a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I remember there was a certain time when I was in L.A. where Danny was, like, living with you. Like, you give him a place to live. He was sleeping on your couch. Yeah. And and where he's at now is just crazy. Like, he's just absolutely murdering the game. Just like so, you. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. But it's just crazy to think that, you know, Going from that to where he is now. So tell me about like how you met Danny and like what your relationship with him was like. Well, it was, yeah, it was very random. He, he was friends with Chris Chan because he was big into skateboarding. And the, so they were friends for a while and I just moved to LA and, uh, Chris, I, well, I, I'd seen Chris on YouTube and I, I just tweeted him randomly one day. I was like, Hey man, let's skate. And he's like, okay, and I'm going to the barracks tomorrow, which is like this mecca skateboarding. And I was like, whoa, all right. And then the next day he came and Danny was in the passenger seat and I didn't think anything of him. <laughs> and we went to the barracks and skated and that was how I met both of them that day. So you met Chris the same day? Yeah. I think a week later we did, we shot a video. Another week later we did a little prank. Oh yeah. And then I think. Yeah, then like another week later, um, we met at, I don't know, UCLA or somewhere. And I I wasn't really in the mood to prank, and, but Danny, 
He had a little. He's a real go getter. He had a small little channel, and I was just like, "Yeah, go uh, cut people in line, whatever." And so we did that, and we filmed that, and we put that on his channel. And I didn't think anything of it, whatever. And um, he was just kind of couch surfing in those days. He was at Chris's a lot. He was at another friend's house. Do you know how him and Chris met? Because um, he moved out to L.A. to stretch really sure. pe- skateboarders, I think, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. He was stretching. He was being like, kind of like a physical therapist somewhat, whatever. Yeah, so then he, you know, he stayed at my place for a few weeks or months or whatever. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was traveling a bunch. Yeah, I remember me and Luke were the Alabama, that whole road trip. He was that there. That was fun. Yeah. Okay. And then we got back. I'd always, uh, I, <laughs> I always thought there was something in him to do some shit, and then he popped off a couple yeah. of years later. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. What would you say is the most awkward video that you've ever made, Let or if there's a particular moment or scene that you could think of? Uh, I always say the uh, almost picking up older women. <laughs> older? Have I not seen that one? Picking I don't know. up older women? Kind of. Yeah, that one doesn't really get mentioned a lot. I, I don't like it. <laughs> is it still up? I, it should be, but yeah, it's just the <laughs> me going up to these like fifty six year old women in Walmart and like, hey, <laughs> what, you want to hang out later? <laughs> no way, that's actually a great idea. Yeah, it's super awkward. Um, it should still be up, but yeah, that one was probably the hardest one to do. Where are you living at now? Uh, I'm in upstate New York now at my parents' cabin. <laughs> okay, just saving money. Um, just trying to play my cards right. Get out of debt. I have a little credit card debt now. Uh, Carly and I are living with my mom and dad in upstate New York in a cabin. So <laughs> last we talked when we were in Miami together in January, you were still living in L.A. at that time. Yeah. And you had told me that you're going to kind of bounce around a little bit. So you've been living in a couple of different areas between now and then, right? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we were in Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, Virginia Beach um, for two months before upstate New York. And then before that, we were in this little tiny house in Georgia for two months, both Airbnbs, um, real cheap, like 400 bucks a month. Um, just kind of vagabonding and just, you know, get, getting a taste of the culture in each state. Nomad. Yeah. Do you like one more than the other? Yeah, I probably like Virginia Beach more just because it was a little more refined and a little more just... Georgia was so like ghetto and like everyone was drunk and <laughs> hillbilly and playing the lottery and <laughs> playing the lottery. You know, like true detective, just hillbillies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with Abe, really. I mean, no, it's super nice, super nice people, whatever, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to speak bad on Georgia. It was that part of Georgia that was just a little. Too much in the outskirts. Yeah. When yeah. I met you, you were going to college at uh, University of Utah. Uh, U, Utah or, Valley University. I thought, okay, I know you're, you went to UVU. You, you never went to U of U? No. Okay. Maybe we just filmed there. Yeah. So you I went to... There, I probably filmed there more than UVU, actually. Yeah? Yeah. So you went to UVU. That's a two-year school. Did you finish and get a degree, or did you drop out? It's actually, it used to be a two-year school. It, it, it's been a four-year school since, like, 2009, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it used to be a trade school, but, um, no, I, I went to three years there and then dropped out. So you almost made it all the way. Like, probably, you were one yeah. year away from getting a, a degree. <laughs> I probably should just go and get the damn degree. So, <laughs> would you still have those credits? 
I have no idea. What were you majoring in? <laughs> I switched it from business to journalism to English. Or so you switched multiple times. Yeah. I think oh, I fuck. ended on journalism. Thank God you found YouTube. I know. You'd probably still be in school. <laughs> no, I would. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, it's it's all kind of coming in full circle now. I might get a job at McDonald's now. Because... <laughs> It's $15 an hour, and that's, like, really fucking amazing. That's, like, more than – that's, like, $1 less than a lot of college graduates make, you know? Yeah. I, you were telling me before this you are actually considering it. I think yeah. that would make great vlogs on your channel. It, and, well, I – not just that, but I think it would be actually great for my mental health, and it would kind of wake me up to what I have on YouTube and motivate me more. You know, success breeds success or action precedes motivation, et cetera whatever and it, it might wake me up and like make me like figure out my next new format whatever sure it would be a wake-up call is there a mcdonald's near uh your parents <laughs> Why are you laughing? Yes, it's, <laughs> i'm sure it would be a wake-up call <laughs> yes it would be yeah, um yeah there's a there's a mcdonald's in warrensburg so that would be the one that I would, yeah, and everyone's hiring. Have you noticed? Yeah, no one wants to, <laughs> after all the stimulus checks, nobody wants to work. Uh, yeah, at least until the fall. Or, or like uh, because of COVID, everyone's right. like been in their houses and they're like, hey, this ain't so bad. They're, yeah, they're like, fuck, going to work. Yeah, it's very <laughs> interesting. I've, I've heard that everywhere that like people can't find people to work. I was no, thinking about that uh, this biggest, morning. Probably big, biggest labor shortage in history. Yeah, it's crazy. But Which is yeah, amazing. I'm thinking like to think about once, uh, I guess unemployment or whatever stimulus checks run out, everyone's gonna try to get jobs again. If I have the McDonald's job already, <laughs> then I'll be ahead you'll of be the head curve. of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't what's your dream about. position? <laughs> Crew, crew. <laughs> I want to be a fry cook. <laughs> Can you grill? Are you good at grilling? I don't know. I, I, no, I, I have worked at McDonald's before. In college, I did. And it's not that bad. It's a lot. It's one of the best jobs I've had, actually. It's really easy. And so for $15 an hour. <laughs> that's like so you're amazing. an expert. So there's no, there's no way that they're, they're not going to hire you. You're like. I got experience. Yeah. I may have left the game for a bit, but I'm back now. <laughs> it's like American Beauty. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. That's another good movie where he just kind of like loses his mind and gets a job at fast food joint. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that, honestly. Yeah. It'd definitely be humbling, and I think it would inspire you to create more content. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe after, <laughs> after you work there for a few months, you'll get back into pranking. Right. Seriously. Yeah, no, I know. It would probably be like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> after a few months at McDonald's, I'd probably be like, wow, yeah, I can, I can go prank. <laughs> what you should do is Gosh. you should work at McDonald's, stack that bread. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> then move out to Arizona when it, it cools off in the fall, winter. I mean, everyone's still outside in the winter here. Living's pretty cheap. Yeah, I mean, we just... We really want to move to a state with no income tax, and we uh, do. That's that's smart. Yeah, and we that's really very do smart. like the east, so we're so we're leaning on the east. New Hampshire, New Hampshire, no state income tax. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I know New Hampshire is like Florida, because like it's Florida, Tennessee, Tennessee, Texas, Alaska, Nevada. There's like eight yeah, states. There is Tennessee. 
I've actually thought about moving to Tennessee. Tennessee is dope. We just really like the East Coast for some reason. I mean, you grew up on the East Coast. Yeah. Kind of makes you a little bit of a classy bitch. (laughs) There's just a different vibe. It is. I don't know. But yeah, LA, we're, we're, we're pretty much done with Dude, LA. So the bar, she, she just owns equity. She doesn't have to go back. Yeah. And yeah, she's sick of, she's sick of, uh, working at the bar. Um, she, she's been wanting to like start like halfway homes and oh, that's cool. Do all this Make a difference. Work. Yeah. Do you read a lot? Yeah. I mean, I can tell by I a lot of the things you say, it seems <laughs> like you read. I feel like I read maybe. One percent more than the average person. Just, <laughs> just one percent. I don't know. Yeah. You don't. You don't read. You know. You're not average compared to everyone. You're just one percent better. <laughs> that's just. <laughs> I guess that's my way of saying. Yeah, I think I read more than the average. You person. dabble. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. What's your favorite book? Probably Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> What's that? It's uh, it's about this troubled teenager that. It's written very like stream of consciousness esque. Um, it's written like a blog, like a like a vlog, really, and just the whole book and just this inner teenager's thoughts and he's depressed and it's great. So, do you read like a lot of like fiction and? No, I actually read a lot of nonfiction. Um, but stories. Yeah, stories are good. I like a lot of murder mysteries. Okay. Gone Girl. Do well, you read? Um, I used to. I would love to. I know I still have your shoe dog. Do you? Yeah. I gave you that book. Yes. That's that's my favorite book. Is it? It is. <laughs> have you read it? I I think I read when half did, of it. Did I give you that like five years ago? You, you gave it to me in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> you I just, want that back. Yeah. You just left it at my Van Nuys house. No, I told yeah. you to read it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. See, <laughs> yeah. For it me, makes me want to get on Alibaba and sell some shit. <laughs> you know? For me, I... So I read a lot of books at once or over the course of like maybe two years, three years. And they're all like entrepreneurial books, uh, you know, inspirational business startup type stuff. And I, after I read so many of them, after I read like 15 of them, I stopped reading because I was like, okay. You got it. Really? Yeah, I got I get it. I get it. It's all telling the same. Every single one of the business or entrepreneurial books that I've read I'm like, after I read 15 of them, I'm like, okay, this is literally the same story mm-hmm. over and over and over in a different format. Every yeah. single one of them. It's actually impressive. Like, anyone listening, if you want to actually test me on this, go grab any 15 entrepreneur books, read 15 of them, and tell me that they don't, they don't all blend into one book. Yeah. <laughs> Shoe Dog is the one that I think separates itself because of just the 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 way it's written and the the story it's behind a, it it's an autobiography yeah it's the story like, it, yeah it has actual stories yeah. it's not like okay this is how you become successful yeah, at business yeah. so it's pretty it's interesting phil knight phil knight yeah 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 it's a it's a really good book it's i would highly idea. recommend reading it's yeah. funny because uh so i still remember so much it's been about 5 years since i've read that book Mm. And I still remember so much like how when he started Nike, pretty much he just had an idea to to sell shoes because he was a track runner. Mm-hmm. And he, so he went to China to shoe factories and just tried to make a deal. Yeah, he did it the hard on way. On a whim. Nowadays, we can just go on Alibaba. Yeah. He did but Alibaba really sucks, dude. 
No, I've ordered shit off Alibaba. Really? Like a lot of different stuff, and it's all been trash. Yeah, a lot of it's scammy. Yeah, I haven't been be scammed. I haven't been scammed, but I've just gotten really bad products. It's probably. Have, like have you had success? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. From my watch. Well, I want to. I want to ask you about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I tried that and it didn't work. But he, yeah, he went to the factories and then they sat him down in a conference room and were asking him questions about his company, which didn't exist at the time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What's the name of your company?" And like, he goes back to what he I think he called his safe place, like which was his room, and he saw his ribbons and trophies on the wall from his track days, and he saw one of the ribbons, and I, I want to say he answered the question to uh what's your company name he said blue ribbon i believe it might be off on the color but so nike was blue ribbon was the name of the company for oh. its first couple of years in existence yeah yeah that rings a bell and then how they got the logo for nike he was walking by he was a teacher at a community college and um he he saw a painter and he asked he asked her to make a logo for his company Paid her thirty five bucks for the Nike logo. Hmm. Pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Have you read Four Hour Work Week? I believe I've read a bit of it. I can't say I've read the whole book. That's. that's I think you told me to read that yeah, one, one. Actually, my, that's one of my favorite. That's uh, books. you interviewed that author, right? What's his name? Tim Ferriss. Yeah, didn't didn't you did a video with him? Yeah, yeah, we did hugging people. That's crazy. I did a chatting with him. I mean. At the time, ironically, he's like one of the most famous people I've ever met. And I wasn't doing the chatting with yet. And I, we did a little audio interview on my phone and I just put it on my blog at the time. So tell me about your watch company. Durden is on hold right now. I don't know. I might not continue it. <laughs> You've sold quite a bit of them, right? Yeah. Well, so like four or five hundred of them. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's really good for a watch company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you you get them off Alibaba. You you gave me one a couple of years ago. I still have it. Oh, good. It's great, great watch. Honestly, <laughs> it's like pretty high quality. Thanks. Yeah, it's like, like a real classic look to it. Yeah, yeah. They're you know they're twenty bucks on Alibaba, and then I sell them for like a hundred. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with my code, off you can. They're seventy five. But yeah, no, I haven't. The channel's been down. That's all been a mess because the company that was doing the fulfillment for them. Went under because of COVID. Really? Yeah. Dang. So the whole thing's been a fiasco over the last year. So, but I don't know. I might, I may or may not continue with it because I'd, I'd rather sell something that sells itself, you know? Yeah. Like ibuprofen or oil <laughs> or something, you know? Something people need. <laughs> Toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. Or socks. I don't know. Anything. Yeah. Watches are like, they're, you know, they're yesterday's it's news. It's not a necessity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's jewelry. Yeah. yeah. If you were selling toilet paper, you'd be rich. Isn't that yeah, funny? You can't predict so that I've stuff. Looking, I've been looking at like bidets. I've been looking at like all sorts of different products on okay. Alibaba nice. to go into. So you've been uploading to your YouTube channel. You've been doing vlogs and different stuff. What's your plan going forward? What's the future of Loft look like? I'm, I'm leaning towards vlogs slash chatting slash video essays video essay what's that like little documentaries i'm trying to think of have you seen cold fusion videos no have you seen johnny harris have you seen uh nerd writer i'm uncultured swine so (laughs) uncultured swine i don't know you know just i guess just videos that 
have a lot of b-roll and then like a narration oh i like that stuff that's super cool yeah Yeah. that's kind of what i'm leaning towards will you ever return to pranks (laughs) uh when i can for now it's like i just i yeah i i've kind of run out of ideas i don't really know what to do anymore that's original completely harmless and is original yeah I mean, I I, I have a lot of dumb pranks ideas that I kind of want to roll out just for fun that are fake. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for clarifying. To remind everyone, yeah. (laughs) The Magic Ink one. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming on the show. Where can the people find you? Uh, Loff. um, L-A-H-W-F. Sorry to interrupt, but last question is, Mm. where's the name come from? What's it inspired from? Losing All Hope Was Freedom. It's a quote from Fight Club. Um, just, uh, just thought it was a cool quote at the time when I made the channel when I was like 19. And you put the letters together and it actually sounds like a name. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a, a lot of people just think it's a weird way of spelling laugh. So it kind of works. Well, Hey man, thanks for coming on the show. Always good to see you. Yeah. Everybody make sure to, uh, check out Andrew, subscribe to his channel. Get yourself a dirt and watch. Follow him on Instagram. We'll put all the links down below in the description. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.